and welcome to the Carson Daily Show. It's Thursday, it's a new week, and you already know you can't go a week in crypto without me. So turn me up, tune the rest of your day out, and pay attention. January 1st might technically be the new year, but it really isn't. Everyone knows the first week of January is just the hangover from the year before. We're all just meandering around deliriously, writing the date wrong, and carrying the weight of a month and a half of overeating and overdrinking. The new year doesn't really begin until the new reality sets in. And to everyone that hasn't been fired, 2023 is feeling pretty real all of a sudden. But let's take a moment for a little guided meditation by yours truly to help us get into the zone. Close your eyes and follow me. 2023 begins Monday, January 9th, with you fast asleep, lucid dreaming your way back to 2022. Drool drips from the corner of your mouth down your pillowcase as you softly mumble 100K by December. Suddenly, you wake up in a cold sweat, alarm blaring, notifications going off, your weighted blanket doing nothing to stop the crypto winter from chilling you to the bone, and you remember it's 2023. It's a global recession, Los Angeles is underwater, and you've already broken your New Year's resolutions. You grab your phone to check your emails, only to find you've been laid off from your Web3 dream job. You don't even bother checking CoinGecko, you know you're down bad. The coin prices are etched into your brain like your social security number. Which then reminds you, you'll need to fill out unemployment paperwork. As a Hail Mary, you start to email your boss to ask for your old job from 2021 back. But as you type out your name, you remember, you used to work at a startup beanbag company and SBF's tropical sexcapades ruined that as well. Maybe you can ask your parents for help. No. They fumbled in on Terra Luna, heard your advice and lost nearly everything. They only saved just enough money for your Christmas present an art gobbler by Justin Rowland that you asked for back in November. It's a bleak start to the year. Anxiety seeps in. There's no good news. This guided meditation sucks. This podcast sucks. Okay, now open your eyes slowly. Sorry, that did not go in the direction I was expecting, and I should probably just stick to the news. The early days of 2023 has hit the crypto nation like a bag of bricks. Whether your career is dead, your wallet's dead, or you're just dead dead, it's not the most auspicious beginning to the year. But there's also hope on the horizon. The once-canceled-turned-little-chain-that-could Polygon has added MasterCard to its long list of new partners. An NFT collective proof and internet entrepreneur Kevin Rose has signed with UTA. Sick of hearing about SBF and FTX? Me too. But something tells me we're going to be following this saga for months, if not years to come. But that's what happens when you pull off one of the biggest, most heinous rug pulls in crypto's history. The new goss and latest news to come out of Sam Bankman-Fried's criminal escapades comes from the big man upstairs. No, not God, but the feds. A press release issued on January 3rd, courtesy of the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, and the OCC, aka the big money agencies in American government, laid out new guidance for banking institutions when it comes to crypto assets. Without mentioning FTX or SBF by name, it's pretty clear they're subtweeting him. Regulators warned that, quote, 
risk management and governance practices in crypto space lacks maturity and robustness, which is ironically the same warning that I give to women in Web3 when a crypto anon slides into their DMs confessing their love. Just because it worked for me doesn't mean it will work for you. The agencies didn't go so far to discourage partnerships between banks and crypto companies or even announce any new rules. Without new rules, SBF hasn't technically broken any new laws, which means he's getting charged with the very unsexy, low barrier to entry tech crime known as wire fraud. Honestly, this is me imploring regulators to come up with new laws so we can have new names for criminal offenses when it comes to crypto. The term wire fraud was first defined in America in 1952, literally 80 years ago. I don't have a new name in mind per se, but I would happily participate in a focus group to field test some new terms. Speaking of fraud, Alex Mashinsky, founder of Celsius Network, is also being charged with fraud. For my American listeners, allow me to convert this Celsius suit to Fahrenheit for you. Alex is approximately fucked degrees Fahrenheit. The now bankrupt, I'm seeing a trend here, crypto lender Celsius Network was fraudulently promoted as a safe alternative to banks. Not mentioning, of course, that it was losing hundreds of millions of dollars in risky investments, according to the lawsuit filed by New York's attorney general. It's a risky time to work in Web3, but if it is job security you're looking for, might I suggest finding something on the regulatory front, which might be some good advice for those affected by the latest string of layoffs. NFT platform SuperRare announced it was cutting its staff by 30%, which on the bright side is 10% less than exchanges like Huobi, Genesis Trading, and Silvergate Bank, who also recently announced decreases in their workforce. Just a few days ago, Coindesk issued a full report of layoffs beginning back in April. Crypto businesses, entrepreneurs, and their staff are dropping like flies, and I don't just mean that figuratively. There's a new conspiracy theory related to a string of crypto billionaire deaths beginning in October. People are going so far as to say this is somehow connected to FTX, which seems fair because the first casualty around that time was definitely his dignity. Two of the four billionaires reportedly died by drowning on the open sea, not to be confused by OpenSea, where creator royalties, too, have since gone to die. Okay, let's be honest, this is a conspiracy theory, with Redditors and crypto Twitter incels as my core sources for this story. I won't believe it until at least another eight or so bite the dust, and then maybe a couple of other people that might not be billionaires but I don't particularly like also taste the sweet kiss of death. MasterCard announced its new Web3 Accelerator program is coming and is set to be powered by Polygon. Polygon is fucking relentless, man. Once canceled and dubbed a Ponzi rug pull pump and dump, now this scalability chain is one of the most popularly ranked and widely talked about chains in the crypto ecosystem and in mainstream news. MasterCard joins the roster of Polygon's partners, which already include companies like Instagram, Starbucks, Reddit, Nike, Disney, and more. It's pretty fitting as a partnership, considering that the wider crypto community already knows there's some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's Matic. (laughs) Kevin Rose and his NFT collective proofs, Moonbirds, joins other Web3 brands like Deadfellas and CryptoPunks to be signed by Beverly Hills-based United Talent Agency. Even though Moonbirds is literally a collection of computer-generated digital art, they've still had less work done than most of UTA's human clients. 
Okay, I've officially hit my quota for allowed jokes about people dying, losing money, and being unemployed. For more unfortunate updates in the world of Web3, tune in again next week. Unless, of course, I'm up next on the employment chopping block. Don't forget to rate this show, only if you liked it, of course. Follow, subscribe, and turn your notifications on because you can't go a week in crypto without me, Carson Daly. This is a Decentral Media podcast written by Carson Daly, produced by Matt Bogart, with music by Woody. Peace.